For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Looking to bet on the NFL this season? There's no better place to wager than betonline.ag. From spreads to totals to player props, you can bet on anything and everything NFL at betonline.ag this season. BetOnline is the official provider of all betting lines used on the TDN Fantasy Podcast and the DraftNetwork.com. Go to betonline.ag and start wagering on the NFL, college football, and so much more right now. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. With your hosts, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians. All right, guys. Welcome into TDN Fantasy Live. Jake, Jamie, myself, the usual crew. Uh, Chris is behind the scenes, and we've kicked him out. Jamie is actually being very mean and will not allow Chris into the show today. So that's that's pretty much what's happened, so you guys can get a lay of the land of where we are. But we are going to get into start and sit. We've got uh, our favorite segment, Jamie's Junk Box, where he's going to talk about some of these guys you can get that are in the junk box. Okay, You can get these little gems you might be able to find that you can start plugging and playing for your fantasy lineup. And then we are going to go pick by pick uh, on Bet Online and see what the guys think about each and every game that is happening this weekend. So, guys, let's start off with start and sit. We've got some pretty good ones this week, including a quarterback one that, uh, you know, I wondered if we were going to get to this point, right? I wondered if we were going to have to talk about Jalen Hurts and fantasy football, and we have arrived at that destination. And in the first one we're getting into here is Jalen Hurts or Baker Mayfield. So you're looking at those two quarterbacks. Those are your two options. Jamie, go first. Which one are you taking? Uh, this is not what I expected to make back in you know August or September when we were talking quarterbacks. But I'm actually going to go Baker Mayfield here. I use my QB 11 this week. I have, I have Jalen Hurts down at QB 16. Look, you all know what he's been like the last three weeks since he got out of that horrible, awful three-game stretch of weather. He's averaging 26.3 points per game in that stretch. The thing for me, too, with the Giants, no James Bradbury. They're going to be missing two or three key pieces of that secondary for this game, which should allow the Browns to easily exploit them through the air. Uh, I'm going to go with Mayfield here, who's finally, after all of these weeks, back into the consideration of QB1 territory. I'm going to agree with you, Jamie, and it's because they're going to get all these extra possessions. I don't expect this Giants offense to look much better than it did last week. Freddie Kitchen's calling the plays. If Daniel Jones does play, he now has an ankle with the hamstring. He was a statue last week of those eight sacks, whatever they gave up. They did nothing, scored seven points on that defense. I love Baker because he's going to get a couple extra possessions here because I think their defense is going to be on fire. You're throwing out a phenomenal pass rush duo and Olivier Vernon and Miles Garrett, who've been spectacular lately. Uh, I I don't know what I'm getting from Hurts. I know you the run game and the quarterback thing adds to your value, but that is really, really risky for me. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. Yeah, you're if you're playing somebody, you're playing somebody in the semifinals, right? Or you might be even in a finals matchup in in the playoffs. Jalen Hurts feels like a riskier play, right? I think that's where you can look at it. And I, I see why you might be tempted. I see. 
uh, especially Philadelphia Eagles fans. I've already seen uh, Benjamin Solak of the Draft Network changed his Zoom name today to Jalen Hurts. They're all aboard the train, right? Yeah, it happened really ben quickly. Look, <laughs> the Browns have scored back-to-back 40-point games. Hurts doesn't even have the upside here. Like, Baker's been on fire with three or four touchdown passes the last couple weeks, ran one in last week. He, he has the upside and the floor and much less risk, in my opinion. I, I don't know. I mean, I look, the Eagles fans are all nuts anyway, so I, I get where the hype's coming from. <laughs> yes. There's no way that that one makes more sense than Baker. Yeah, it's uh, un, it's the unfortunate reality of being a player for the Philadelphia Eagles. You have to deal with the fan base loving or hating you, and Carson Wentz is pretty much enemy number one as of right now. So as I've said before, please feel free to trade him away. Teddy Bridgewater or Mitchell Trubisky, the next one here on start or sit. Two guys that uh, were potentially at one point both going to be playing quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater did not end up going to Chicago and is in Carolina. have to bring that up so I can just, you know, talk myself through my own therapy as I'm saying it out loud. Jake, you take this one first. Which one are you more comfortable starting this week? They're both good matchups. Um I think both of them are going to run the ball a lot and have a lot of success running it. So I'm not sure either one is really going to pass, but it's all going to be who gets the red zone touchdowns. I think they're really, really close. I'll defer to Jamie and I'll go Teddy Bridgewater just because I have a little bit more faith in him getting it done. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to go Bridgewater as well. These guys are one spot apart in my rankings, as Chris loves to do to make me like split hairs here. <laughs> so I looked up a few different things here. Uh, believe it or not, uh, Mitchell Trubisky's really struggled against Minnesota in his career. He only has he's only averaging 8.61 fantasy points per start. That doesn't even include the one that he got injured and only threw three passes. So uh, this is one that I'm I'm going to shy away from him slightly here, even though he's been playing better. Bridgewater's been throwing a lot. They're going to ask him to throw a lot, trying to catch up and keep up with Green Bay's offense. Uh, if I have to go with these two, I think he's going to get the job done. And he's been averaging to almost 21 points per game since the start of November. So I think he's a guy that if, again, not a top 12 option. I mean, these guys are QB 19 and QB 20 for me. But in a multi-quarterback league or if you're in a really deep league and desperate, I think Teddy Bridgewater can get the job done for you on Saturday night. Guys, before we move on to running backs, I, I want to talk about the quarterback situation, obviously, with New Orleans and Drew Brees coming back and how that's going to impact that football team in general, fantasy wise, because there were quite a few people on Twitter, you know, it, it kind of trickled out the news, then the New Orleans Saints Twitter account officially tweeted it about two hours ago. But with Drew Brees starting, what's your comfortability in, in playing him in fantasy and playing all the other options that are there in fantasy? Uh, obviously with Alvin Kamara and Mike, I mean, there's a lot there, right. That's impacted by Drew Brees being back. And most importantly, the little love affair that was, you got to play Taysom Hill, uh, especially those that got to play him in a tight end spot uh, that, that is long gone now and, and probably will not be coming back. Obviously, Jamie, you first, what's the overall impact for new Orleans here? I think for fantasy, I think it's pretty small, honestly. Uh, I mean, I've got – because Michael Thomas isn't going to play. Um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is an interesting flex option for you, but I don't think he's very trustworthy, even with Breeze back. I don't hope Kamara a lot. Uh, he's going to get a lot more of those check down options that he was not getting with Taysom Hill. So that's a big plus if you've been sitting with Alvin Kamara, knowing that you've still been getting good numbers, but you haven't been getting those seven, eight, nine, ten catch games that you might get out of him in this matchup. You know, I have Drew Brees ranked as my QB 14. Like I, I would be apprehensive about throwing him right back in there. Uh, I don't think he's 100%. Uh, if you're in a two QB league, you don't have much of a choice. But in a single QB league, 
uh, you might still have some better options. So to me, with Thomas also already being out, I don't think this really changes much. We're playing Camara anyway. The only real bump is that Emmanuel Sanders is now more flex relevant, but that's more so because Thomas is out than anything. I like Jared Cook. I'm going to play Jared Cook in two weeks. I'm pretty desperate at tight end. I need to kind of hit a home run. I like his ability in the red zone. He will get some touchdowns, and he seems to have more chemistry with Drew Brees than he did with Taysom Hill. I think the big thing here is Kamara. Look, guys, from a football perspective and not fantasy, the Saints are in danger of losing two straight, and then they play the Panthers. Like, if Drew's not 100%, they're going to lose to Kansas City. They could easily lose to Minnesota. And then you go to they go to Carolina – if the Bucs are on the table, like the division's still up for grabs. Like this, like they have the tiebreaker, so it's not really going to happen. But like you could have a nine game win streak. Drew Brees gets hurt. You win the first three and then you're limping into the playoffs. If that's the case, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to really expect from this Saints team, especially after yeah. last week. There's a lot, there's a lot up on the table here for this organization, less fantasy wise, more relevant to the football team. And, uh, trust me, they do not want to go. They, the difference between the one and the two seed is having to go to Lambeau Field if you want to get to the Super Bowl, right? If you're going through Green Bay and they're the number one seed, I can assure you playing outdoors at Lambeau in January is not anything like what they are going to want to be doing in, in in that time of the year. And that's that goes for everybody in the NFC, but they're really the team that's looking at that going, okay, we have to keep pace. Um, so it'll be very interesting. This seems like uh, must-win games as we head out uh, during this stretch for, for the playoffs. All right, guys, running backs. We've got David Johnson or Lynn Bowden Jr. Uh, the next one is definitely a troll job of Jamie, so really looking forward to getting in, into that one from Chris. So, Jake, I'll let you take this one first. Uh, you taking David Johnson or Lynn Bowden Jr.? Hell, I don't know. I mean, David Johnson, if they actually threw him the damn ball, I would love him coming back in this position. They've thrown it to Duke Johnson in this place, but when David Johnson plays, they'll give it to him 12 times between the tackles and throw it to him once. Makes no sense whatsoever. Bowden didn't get any carries, but he had all the targets last week. So, like, yeah, I guess I'll go Bowden from a PPR format and hope that you get a bunch of targets and a bunch of catches, whether he has a lot of yards or not. I don't have a lot of faith in what's going on with David Johnson coming off the concussion and COVID. He's just being David Johnson again. Yeah, look, everybody's mad at me for my Lynn Bowden ranking. Um, I just think that the hype is, is a little out of control right now. Um, yes, he had one good game. That's congratulations. Uh, but most of the people in the fantasy community learned about him two weeks ago. Uh, and now all of a sudden they're like, he's got to start over everybody in the fantasy playoffs. Like I have him as my RB 29. Uh, I have David Johnson one spot ahead. So this is another one of those great jobs by Chris to, to make me split hairs on one spot. But looks like Duke Johnson may or may not play in this game, which I think would help David Johnson in that regard. And even if you go back to where he was, what he was doing before he got hurt uh, in the weeks one through seven, you know, he was a top 25 running back in terms of average points per game, even in PPR at 13.3. Uh, you know, Indy's not the greatest run defense against fantasy. Uh, it hasn't been a huge issue for them, uh, for fantasy running backs to put up numbers. Uh, I mean, he's got a double digits in all but one game uh, in the last – I'm trying to see what the, the number there was. But, I mean, he's got pretty much – he's almost going to guarantee you get you 10-plus points. So, to me, with the chance that it looks like Jacecki might play, Devontae Parker might play, we'll see what happens with Jakeem Grant. I don't think Lynn Bowden is this auto start that everybody in the fantasy community seems to believe he is this week. I think he's an interesting play, but I, I, I'm just I'm very surprised about how how much love there is for a guy that nobody cared about two weeks ago. 
the people that do know about him know what he did at Kentucky. I'll say what I said the other day on the show. Like, I, if they can get him in space, he could take advantage of some matchups in this in this matchup against the Patriots, especially their linebacking core. He could hit some big plays. Whether it's just a dump off, the two of moves around and hit, and he gets he gets loose. I think that's what you're hoping for here. The people that know about him, he was explosive at Kentucky, but you like you said, he, he's had one good game in the NFL. Like I'm yeah, intrigued. David Johnson. David Johnson. Yeah. Is- yeah. I, I'm, I'm intrigued, but I, I just think there's this like uh, I've gotten if a that's lot your of option. Movement. I don't know how you're in the playoffs. I, I was going to say, it, I just, it, it, it feels like you don't want to get cute here because if you're in the semifinals, I'm guessing you have somebody else that's a better option here than, than going in this direction. We talk at receiver about, page too. Like, yeah. I, I know the conversation of running back gets tough, but at receiver, like, does he have any more upside than a lot of these other guys we're going to end up talking about? I mean, we talk no. about that range every week, that wide receiver three, wide receiver four range. He's in that conversation. He's right in there. He's a top 40 player, but... I don't think he has necessarily more upside than any of these other guys that are in that range. You'll see in my rankings at the draftnetwork.com. Yeah, that's uh, this is one of those years where your flex spot has become the wide receiver range for most of the year with the injuries and the lack of production from the running backs. All right, guys, the other the other running back uh, starter sit here is Miles Sanders or Ezekiel Elliott. This is the one I was talking about as a little bit of a troll towards Jamie because of uh, – his negativity towards Miles Sanders last week. So, Jamie, go ahead. Which one are you starting here? I'll go with Miles Sanders. Uh, again, it was a one-week thing. We're talking about starts and sits, and I, I still stand by my logic for that. But, uh, look, Elliot hasn't been doing much for you. 10.93 points per game uh, since the bye. Like, you're just not getting much from him. He's, I mean, last week he got out-touched – or got, got one more touch than Tony Pollard and got outscored by him in fantasy – uh, you know, Arizona's run defense isn't anything special right now. Uh, I'm going to go with Sanders here. I, I think I, – I don't know if Elliott's – he's my RB24 this week, and I still feel like that's too high given what he's been doing lately. But uh, Miles Sanders just inside my top 20, so I'm going to go with him. I mean, that's that's your threat. He He's a home run hitter. I said the stat the other day. There's like 11 runs or 70 yards or more in the NFL this year. Miles Sanders has three. There's your home run hitter because Zeke doesn't look like the same dude, and Tony Pollard's taking half the snaps. And the bruised yeah. calf that we talked about the other day, Paige got it a bruised ego, which and, something's going on. He's not the same cat. Yeah, it's it's been a rough year for Ezekiel Elliott owners. I think, Jamie, when you just said, what, 10 point something points per game since the bye, that's 10. like – 10.93. Yeah, yikes, right? I mean, you're talking about Zeke. Like, it's just not – I think we pick. have to go – Yeah, I think we have to go back to calling him Ezekiel, and he'll become Zeke again once we start seeing those big dog runs because we haven't seen much of that. Uh, over the last, really, most of this football season. All right, guys, let's talk wide receivers. Really excited to talk about this one because we can do the T.Y. dance. So that is T.Y. Hilton or any Steelers wide receiver. That is how this start and sit is being labeled. So I think this is funny that that's how Chris had labeled this because of, um, well, the inconsistencies between which Steelers receiver is doing well. Also, and I told him to do this because I've specifically gotten questions about T.Y. versus all three of them. Like I've gotten T.Y. versus Deontay, T.Y. versus Juju, T.Y. versus Claypool conversations like all week. So I thought the best way for us to have this discussion, Jake, is let's talk about which where he ranks among all of them. For me, I would still start Deontay and Juju uh, in this matchup and then go T.Y. and then Claypool. But it's really intriguing. Like Hilton – I wrote this down here. Hilton has – 22.9 points per game in his last three. Just put up 25 on Houston a couple weeks ago. And the Steelers have had some of their issues, but 
look, Deontay Johnson, Johnson's got the dropsies, but even so, since week nine, he's the wide receiver 11 overall in fantasy. We're averaging almost 18 points per game. Juju's been getting involved a lot more for more for PPR purposes. Like he's he's racking up the catches. Claypool's a big play threat. Where do you have him amongst them? Because there are going to be a lot of people that are going to be making like a TY or one of these Steeler receiver conversations they're going to have to make in their league. Probably second behind Deontay Johnson just because the run after the catchability is so big and he's playing a really bad team. Ben's going to keep going to him. Uh, Juju seems to be all underneath possession guy, and then he trucks a linebacker and just plays physical. Um, Claypool was a big thing there for a while, and they might take some shots. Randy Fickner coming out talking about, I'm not scared to go deep. By the way, can we talk about this offense for a minute? Randy Fickner's taking all this freaking heat. Has anybody, has it occurred to anyone that might be all they're capable of doing with Ben right now. They it's it's not. I don't. Little dink and dunks are an extension of the run game. It's always been that way. Yes. Like Randy ben, Fisher's been there since 2006. You don't think he knows what Ben's capable of at this point? Like people need to pump their damn brakes on yes. offensive coordinators and play calls and all this bullshit. Like they don't know their personnel better than what you have. Like the, the people that are watching. I don't think they're capable of anything else. Ben's deep ball is shot. Like it is yeah. what it is at this point. Now he still could do a lot. He still thinks the game extremely well, and they still do a lot of things well. And there's plenty of talent, but his deep ball is shot. And this is a team that absolutely cannot run the football. So if you put all of those things together, it's once you have teams that kind of adjust, which they have the last couple. Of weeks. They've adjusted for a few weeks, but not last couple of weeks in terms of them actually losing. It's going to be. In a, it's going to affect them. Like you kind of know what they're going to do. For, what they're going to do for you. This is going to be an interesting matchup to me, but I expect this game to look a lot like that Jacksonville game a few weeks back for them. I, I, I just I don't yeah. think they're, the horses on the other side are going to be enough to keep this game super close. Uh, we'll talk about the spread at the end of the show, but uh, I think this is going to be a complete effort from everybody involved. But the thing I like the most here is the Steelers aren't going to run the ball because they can't. And, I, and you're seeing that all year. So I don't care what this score ends up being. There should be plenty of opportunities for all the pass catchers to get involved. But uh, I have T.Y. Hilton himself on the other side, ranked by wide receiver 23. So I've got three of these guys as top 24 wide receivers, and I have Claypool just outside my top 25. So, I mean, they're all guys you need to start getting in your lineup, all guys you got to find how to get in your flex position. Like, there's you can't be playing running backs over these guys in a flex spot. No, definitely not. I mean, the only thing else I'd say on this offense is – I, people are going crazy on this play action stuff this year with, with certain teams. Ben looks like he can't move anymore. So they're in the shotgun all the time. Well, the only other primary all shotgun teams like the Cardinals and RPO counts as a play action pass. So like that is the dumbest stat to me anymore because Ben can't go under center and run a real play action pass. Phillip Rivers like kind of fake hands it off and throws RPOs, but they're not yeah. really. And those count as play action passes. So like that stat as all stats never tell the whole story, but the Steelers are dead last because they can't. Ben has never run an RPO. He's not running like a little fake draw. Like are you worried about him running it? The read option fake RPO is not working in Pittsburgh. I would pay an obscene (laughs) amount of money to watch Ben Roethlisberger and Benny Snell operate an RPO out of that offense. I I just want to see what any defender thinks at that point. Ben, Ben can look good doing it, but there's no threat. Yeah, well, where's he going? Yeah, that, that's great, but he's not, he's not going to run it, and like Benny Snell's going to keep going. Play action if you can't run the ball. Exactly. That's no. why they can't run play action because nobody thinks they're running it, and they're not going to run it effectively. Like, oh, it doesn't I matter. Killed, I got killed by the analytics people the other day about you don't have to run it 
effectively to run play action. You just have to try oh. to run. Oh. Okay. Yes. And like, just, because it, it, this is the same people, like, order for that one the other day. Yeah. I, or, or like you run a play action on like third and 22 when everybody knows you're passing the defense is playing soft. And like, oh, well, look, that's a 15 yard play. Well, nobody thought you were going to run the, like, you just did it because the play call has it as a play action. Like, you didn't do Mahomes it for any action. Runs this little fake draw in yeah. third and 15 in the two minute drill and it counts as a play action pass. Like, that, that's just stupid. Yes. Yeah. I had to get that one off my chest. I, listen, I am totally appreciative of the fact that we had a rant. Yeah, we had a we had a rant earlier in in the show than usual, but I understand why because uh, there's you know lack of understanding maybe. But even Ben has said out loud that his arm isn't the same. Like it's just it's this isn't like rocket science. He's he's talked about it. It's watch the football team and you'll know. All right, guys. Next wide receiver we're looking at here is Marquise Brown or Tyler Boyd. Which one are you guys going with here, Jamie? You first. Yeah, I think it's clearly Marquise Brown. Uh, if you're looking for upside here, look. Tyler Boyd is averaging nine point three points per game since Joe Burrow went down. So, I mean, that's kind of what you're going to get. Uh, I, it's, the quarterback plays poor. The offensive play is poor. The offensive line is bad, getting worse. Like they're just, this is what you're going to get. He had that one big play on a 10 yard out that nobody tackled him, and he had a 70 yard touchdown before getting kicked out against Miami, and everybody got excited again. But even with that, again, 9.33 points per game. There's just no upside here with Tyler Boyd anymore with this quarterback situation. There is plenty of upside with Marquise Brown, especially against Jacksonville secondary, allowing the seventh most fantasy points to wide receivers this year. And he's averaging almost six, almost 15.5 points per game in the last three. Uh, that's where the upside is at this point. So again, I will go back to if you just need a safe nine or 10 points, Tyler Boyd will probably get you there. Probably, but he's got a few games in single digits now, so you have to be careful. Uh, but if you need the upside or need a big play to win or you're playing from behind or you're in the second week of a playoff matchup, Marquise Brown has the, by far the best matchup, by far a bigger upside. If they have to throw it and if he catches it. <laughs> I'll remind you of both of those yes. things. Yes, he has much more upside. If they have to throw it, which I don't think they're going to have to, but they'll probably still take some shots. But they're going to have to connect on it. He caught one at the end, so hopefully that you know gets him a little on a momentum. Down scramble, busted coverage, and he dropped yeah. three before that in the game. Yes, yes, it was bad, but trust me, I was watching. Especially when you're when he's uh you know talking about how he wants the ball more. You got to catch the ball before you start asking for the ball more. Uh, that's usually usually how that goes. All right, guys, let's talk tight ends. We've got two start or sit situations. First one is Dallas Goddard or Jordan Reed. Uh, not Jordan Reed from the draft network. The other one, just want to preface that. Cause we get that question quite a bit. Uh, Jamie, who are you starting here? Goddard or uh, Reed? Neither one of these guys are in my top 12. Um, but mm -hmm. I, I lean slightly to Goddard here. Um, yeah, it's interesting cause both Dallas and Arizona are only given up a little bit more than 10 points per game to tight ends this year. It hasn't been a lot for either one of them. Uh, but at least we're seeing that production for Goddard where like Jordan Reed is just averaging seven, uh, right down here, 7.63 points per game uh, since he's come we back from injury. Have on Kittle yet? Uh, he's Isn't not playing this week. Yeah, yeah but he's not playing this week. Yeah. Okay, the last, like, last yeah, thing I saw last night, there's still a chance. So I was like. Yeah, they said he's not going to return for this week. So um, you're, you're basically hoping for a touchdown for him. Like I don't like either option, but the better chance to get like four for 50 is going to be Dallas Goddard. Goddard's been solid for a couple weeks. Like we talked about trying to get to 10 points with some of these guys is tough. 
All right, guys, the next one, my uh, rookie, Cole Komet or Logan Thomas. I've been starting Logan Thomas for a while, guys, and it's worked out for me. The problem is mm -hmm. we've got a different quarterback situation happening this week, which I don't feel as confident in. So, Jake, you first, Cole Komet, the rookie, or Logan Thomas? I'm still going with targets. I know Alex Smith isn't playing, but Logan Thomas has been so good for this offense. And you're talking about 10, 11 targets the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Him and McKissick and McLaren hasn't really been a thing. I don't know that he he probably will be this week because that secondary has been bad, but they've been better for the last month. He has been really, really good. The nuance of playing quarterback in the past, I think, is really helping him in the pass catching game. The more that he plays tight end, and you're just going to assume that Dwayne Haskins throws it to him as much as Alex Smith did, but I still got to go Logan Thomas. Well, I like that you're bringing that up because when Dwayne Haskins was still starting, Logan Thomas was still getting seven targets a game. So it's not like there was no connection there whatsoever. The touchdowns weren't quite coming yet, so he was only averaging a little over seven points per game. But he was still going to look his way, and I still think he'll look his way here. Uh, I like Komet in a deeper league. Like He's one of those guys that made my sneaky starts column. He's somebody that if you're you know, hunting for a tight end now for some reason or you're in a, or you're in a, sometimes there are, there are some multi-tight end leagues out there, which surprised me. Uh, in that case, the, yeah, there are. I saw that. Um, oh, I'm sure. Creative with tight end positions and uh, going forward. Comet's uh, interesting. I mean, more than 11 points the last couple of weeks. But if Jimmy Graham is going to play, which it looks like he is, he's still the bigger threat to score a touchdown. And in your skin, you're still taking a slice of a slice of a slice. Logan Thomas has been better for you all year. All right. We have some listener questions. So we're going to invite Chris to come into the show. This could get this could get weird. So we got to see how this uh -oh. works. Oh, there he is. Blank hey, wall tube. Hello. The, produ the producer has made his way in. All right, Tube, what do you got for us? Listen, I'll throw up the questions and then you guys can answer them. How about that? Does that work for you guys? That sounds it does great. work for us, Christopher. Okay. Here's your first one. Comes from, comes from Jack on Periscope. Gage, Higgins, uh, or Shepard at the Flex this week. He has Gus Edwards, Gus Edwards as well, full PPR. I like that he I like that he qualified this by telling us that it's full PPR. So shout out Jack because we very rarely ever find out what kind of league it yes. is. So it, that never happens. So it, this <sighs> helped significantly. Uh, Jamie, you took a big sigh here. Yeah. So what is going to happen here? What are you doing? Yeah, run no, with this, Jamie, because I don't want to answer this one. It's more like there are things that I talk myself into, and I've kind of galaxy brained my way into like. I think Gus Edwards has a really nice game this week. Gus, like, uh, I kind of like him go. a lot. Uh, I know JK. If I, you know, JK Dobbins should get the most work, in theory, of course. Uh, but I think Gus Edwards is going to get a lot of work. Jacksonville's defense is horrible, horrible, and they're going to run the ball a ton in this game because I don't think Minshew and company are going to be able to keep it up. Um, so to me, I think both. Uh, Dobbins and Edwards are both plays this week. I have Edwards. Where did I put rent? I think I have Edwards ranked as like an RB2. Uh, I think I had him sneak right into that spot there. Let me see where I put Yeah, 23. So I snuck him into RB2 territory this okay. week. I, I'm i buying it. So of those groups, I do like Gage as well, but of those people, I'm actually going to go with Gus Edwards here because I think he's got a really good chance to score. And this could be one of those like 10 carry, 103 yard, and one touchdown Gus Edwards games. That's fine. I agree. I was going to say Gage just for the hell of it, but I like – I think Gus and J.K. could both go like 12 for 115, two touchdowns. Yeah. I don't think Lamar is going to run a ton like we saw the other night. I think they're going to save that for prime time when they need it, give him a little bit of a rest. I expect Ingram's not playing at all. Big, do what? And Ingram's not playing at all. Like he's no. getting single-digit snaps now. Like yeah, so that's, that's out of they, the equation. They both look really good. Like I can't tell which one I like more other than Gus Bus is just an animal. Like he's so damn physical – 
and he has the feet. Like that move the other night was phenomenal when he was coming around the left end. I, I've always liked him. I think, but I think they both have a ton of carries here. I agree with you. I, I'd probably have to go with that and hope you get a touchdown. Russell Gage could be interesting with no Julio, Higgins, no, and Shepard. Yes, Cleveland's pass defense is bad, but I can't have any faith in what's going on with the Giants' offense right now. If your nickname's the Gus Bus, you just got to go with it. That's that's the analysis there. Gus Bus, we're all in. Give us the choo-choo train, Chris, but he can't right now because he's too busy doing other producer things. So uh, bring in the next question here, Chris. There you guys go. This one comes from Ken Barrett. Uh, I guess he'll ask a quick question. Gallman or McKissick in the flex in a half PPR this weekend? By the way, shout out to everybody telling us what kind of league they're in. Two yeah, for two, two, for two. two for two. Yeah, this is a regular listener of the pod here. Kenny, Kenny Barrett on Twitter. Jamie, you want to take this one first? I still like Wayne Gallman here. Um, you know, I what? Full PPR would be – yeah. What, PPR your boy? Be- You're not yeah, doing Wait a minute. Yeah, but my my boy was catching all the passes from Kyle Allen and Alex Smith, not Dwayne Haskins. So uh, I don't like it as much, especially when now you're going to half the PPR here. I like Wayne Gallman. I still think he has a much better chance of getting in the end zone. He's ran well last week. This is what's going to get with some of these guys. If they don't score a touchdown, all of a sudden you don't like them anymore. But uh, I think Wayne Gallman's an RB too. Uh, I'm not super high on McKissick this week. I'll be perfectly honest. You just were. I'm shocked. You drive the freaking hype train bus for McKissick. I like. I agree with you. I think Gallman's been really good since taking over. Since they actually went to him, he got out of the doghouse. He has been really, really solid. He just runs the ball like it's his last ever carry every time he touches it. I've loved that. Ever since he's been at Clemson, he's been that way. He's always ran hard. He's going to have to for them to do anything this weekend, but I'd have to go Gallman as well. All right, Chris, what do we got next? Well, we've never discussed this on the show. What is the opposite of the hype train? Like if, because that's whatever Jamie just did to JD JD McKissick. Like he drove the opposite of the hype train. Whatever. I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess it could be a negative Nancy. We need to to find a sounder though, right? It needs to have a sounder attached to it. So we've got the hype train, and then we need something that is the opposite of that. Inflated balloon or something. No, you know what it is. You know those old cartoons. Card or red light. No, in the old (laughs) cartoons, when like the the evil villain would mess up and go womp womp womp. We need one of those. Ooh, okay. We We should ask our producer, Chris. If only, we had somebody if only you had a, somebody who could do that for you. Uh, this next question and it extends our conversation that you guys were having earlier about the Pittsburgh wide receivers. Flex spot, Juju or J.K. Dobbins? All right, guys. Uh, without without them telling us about the league. This is you first, Jake. You started to jump in, so Juju or J.K. Dobbins? without knowing if it's half point, full point, I'm still going to probably go JK here. Like we we're just talking about with Gus bus. I think he has a big day as well. I think Juju has been great, but it's all this possession stuff. Five, six yards, nothing big. He could possibly get an end zone, but you're risking it with the four other guys that they have to throw to. Yeah. I'm going to go. If it's Dobbins in a standard um, or Juju in full PPR. So I'll go, I'll go JK standard or half and then Juju in full. All right, guys. Chris, how many more do we have here? I have you two get, you get... more. Two more that I okay, want to Okay, two more. Two more that uh, you're going to bring up. Former intern of the program, Henry, on Facebook asks, Hey, guys. Oh, I got would Hank. You, would you rather go David Montgomery or Clyde Edwards Elair? Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Imagine asking this question in September. Just imagine. Imagine, imagine the... Hank. Imagine Hank asking question. a question that you have the Bears in it. Hank, the ultimate homer. Okay. I'm taking this one away from the guys. One, you're starting David Montgomery. Two, Hank, 
if you were still interning, I would have muted you off the show for asking this question because you're the biggest homer, but then you drive, you like get off the bus way too early. So this is actually the time to be on the bus. Like David Montgomery actually deserves this now. So please start David Montgomery. It's finally deserving. It's finally deserving. David Montgomery is my number eight running back. (laughs) So like, yeah. Also, who are you? Also, I'd love to see what his lineup looks like to see who he's starting over Clyde Edwards Alaire. Like which one of those guys, like like in a in a two running back league, who's the second running back to the David Montgomery there? I'd love to know. Might be some interesting ones this week. Like if it's Cam Akers or Mike Davis or Wayne Gallman. Mostert doesn't play. Jeff Wilson's gonna be a monster. Oh, most by the way, Mostert no injury designation. That's Uh, the one that was gonna happen. This is worse than freaking Keenan Allen's ass last night. <laughs> I picked it. I got both in two leagues, and I'm like, hell, do I play them both and try to get all the damn points? I, I've been waiting all week to figure this out. This phenomenal. This is when, when the time where the program gets off the wheels. Uh, Chris, why don't you bring in the last question here? Last one for you, tight end related. It's somebody we mentioned already, but another name thrown up in the mix. This one comes from Nick. Cole Komet or Noah Fant? I'd still go Noah Fant. Um, I know he didn't have a great week a couple weeks ago, but he's still the guy that's going to get a ton of looks. Again, I like Komet. I just think you're still asking for a lot from him, and you and he doesn't have a great chance to score. Um, Buffalo's defense. I know they're playing better lately, but they're beatable. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think they're unstoppable. So I'd still go with Noah Fant, even though he hasn't been quite as good uh, as people thought. I told you so. We'll, we'll, deal, we'll deal with this in the offseason because I got a lot of crap wrong. And we're going to actually have – for those of you, by the way, sneak preview, there's going to be a roast of Jamie show. Very much right looking forward. Right. Look, I love when you put that in there because it didn't say roast Jake and Jamie. Yeah, don't you worry. Jamie, Jamie, don't you worry. The content – But I also got up a, dump a truck. lot right too. So I'm going to respond with some of the things. And one of them was that like Noah Fant wasn't this like top five tight end that everybody was so swore to me he was going to be. I'm okay with us. I'm okay with us doing. We got a roast coming up, but I'm okay with us doing. Uh, we'll get the sounder of "Told You So" from the old show Will and Grace, uh, and we'll just play that over and over again. And then the guys are gonna have the opportunity to come in and, and tap dance on a few of you, uh, mostly in the fantasy community, because uh, we got quite a bit right. So I, I think we should maybe after the fantasy season we'll we'll uh we'll bring that one in after we roast first it's got to yeah be- i'm gonna have to redeem gotta myself be- post roast or yeah, i'm gonna have to hear roast. about matt breda and- uh jake you i cut you off though your thoughts Noah Fant has waller type ability they just don't use him that way and he can never stay healthy i get the hype around him it's just he can't stay healthy and that offense has all these different guys and these pieces and drew locks great and then he sucks and then he's okay and then he sucks again you just don't know what you're going to get. I love the ability of the kid. He is explosive. He's a matchup nightmare. You just don't know what you're getting from week to week. I still have to go with him over Komet, though. You got you to gotta remember who's running the offense and what quarterback's there, right? I get no – I like, you got you get excited about a lot of this stuff in the fantasy community, and then you're like, well, yeah, the the you want all of it. It's not That's not happening for Noah fans, so it's been a little bit of a disappointment. All right, Chris, are we uh, kicking I, you out again? Yes, I, I bid you guys adieu, but before that, because I know where you guys are going next, Jamie, I'm going to play the sounder for you. You can rubbish through your junk box. I'm now going to go. You guys have fun. There's not that much junk in the box. Like that, that sound bite that's, should be three that, times that's, that long. I'm about to say, I'm, I'm a little like offended. You found what you were looking for right away. 
It's it's great because you, like, now Chris the whole is damn trash can over. Yeah, yeah. We really we really need to upgrade that sound that you've got going on, Chris. But this is Jamie's junk box brought to you by Manscaped. So Jamie, take it away. Before I get into it again, we got another letter on the show, so I wanted to wanted to read to everybody. I was excited oh, to see. Popular. But by the way, uh, just credit to the mail so USPS for getting this in this time of year. I mean, you'd imagine with all the delays, I'm shocked we got this in a timely manner from our last show. But uh, it says, "Dear TDN Fantasy Podcast, I hear that there may be a Bachelor style show coming up for your producer Chris. Well, I had to throw my name in the hat." But along that same lines, like I had some questions I needed answered from Chris before I decided if I could be on that show. First, is he receiving the gift of Manscaped this holiday season? Will he be getting the Crop Reviver Ball Toner, a spray-on toner that will give his balls a little slice of heaven with their aloe vera and hazel extracts? How about the Crop Cleanser Body Wash, a full body wash that he can also use on his hair? Or the Crop Mop Ball Wipes? How about my personal favorite, the Crop Preserver Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant? Those all sound like perfect stockings uppers from Manscaped for Chris. But what I really want to know is if someone is going to step up and gift him the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, the best trimmer for your butt, balls, and body, or the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer, which provides proprietary skin safe technology to get rid of those nasty nose hairs, Chris. I sure hope so, because I could use a little hype train in my life. Sometimes just having hanky poo isn't enough. Toodles, Linda C. Wow, what a twist. I was not ready for that. I was not ready for it. I live for like, these letters at this point. Well, you Linda, know what? D. Linda, you know what? What? God bless scandalous. you. Scandalous. She's scandalous. She's she wants she needs two younger men. She's she's just living it. I what? I love her. Well, and if you have two younger men in your life or you want to buy this for yourself, your friends, your dad, your bro, whatever it might be, you could save 20% off and get free shipping by using the code TDN at manscaped.com. Or if you want to send it to Chris, 20% off yes. and free shipping by using the code TDN at manscaped.com. Help Chris out, ladies. All right. Let's, listen, if he, if he gets like three of these in the mail, even better. He's going to be stocked up for the next foreseeable future. Make sure he gets one of these, you know, nice delivered packages this season. He really needs it. We, we're, we're trying to take care of our guy, right? We're like, we're trying to take care of our guy. And we want to make sure this happens before we uh, inevitably put him on the show as The Bachelor, which is going to be a hell of a time. Really looking forward to that. So got a lot of off season ahead. Got a long off season ahead with Linda's a whole lot of Linda C's in Scottsdale. We know that to be true. All right, Jamie, who is in the junk box this week? So as usual, this will be two players that are starting in a single digit percentage of league this leagues this week that I like a lot. Uh, one of them we've talked about a lot, but I want to highlight a little bit more, and that's Gus Edwards. Only starting right now in 6.5% of fantasy leagues. He's averaging 9.14 touches per game in his last seven almost 10 fantasy points per game in that stretch. And right now the Jaguars are allowing the fourth most fantasy points per game to the running back position. We've already talked about how much we like him and J.K. Dobbins, that they're going to run the ball a ton. Mark Ingram's not anywhere nearly as involved anymore. Mark Jackson's probably not going to have to run around himself as much. Uh, he's my RB23 this week. I, I think you got to find a spot for him in your lineup. I have him over guys. I have him over David Johnson. I have him over Zeke Elliott. Uh, I have him over some of those guys that you – may have been playing in the past that I think you got to find a way to get him in your lineup. All right, guys. I, lo I Listen, Jamie, we really look forward to this part of the show every week. Really look forward to it. 
All right, let's finish up the show. Got one more. With... Got one more oh, page. You got one more. You oh, got yeah, one more. no, I always, right, I always come ahead. with two. I don't want to okay, cheat our James, listeners. You don't want to cheat the is, listeners. Go ahead. This is a name that Jake poo pooed earlier in the show. He doesn't realize it, but uh, oh. I actually am willing to talk about here. He's only starting in 4.5% of leagues. That's Rashard Higgins. He's a top okay. 40 wide receiver for me this week. I don't Again, the, the Giants secondary is absolutely decimated right now. I think Cleveland's going to be able to throw a ton. Over the last two games, he's got 19 combined targets and more than 40 fantasy points. He is the guy they want to go to down the field, uh, losing three key members in the secondary. And by the way, that Cleveland offense has been rolling now that they get to play in normal human being weather. Uh, so he is somebody that I think is, needs to be in that like second flex consideration for you in, in PPR leagues this week. I like All it. Right. I, don't hate, I don't hate that one. I mean, I said like, they're going to have extra possessions. Baker's going to go off. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. I like it. I like it. Make sure uh, Gus Bus has gotten a lot of love on the show today. Felt, felt like the show was uh, really, really uh, giving him some love as deserved. Gus Bus always put up numbers when he gets the opportunity. Like, he does. He does. The playoffs and, and that run a couple years ago when Lamar started wasn't that long ago. He was a beast. And yeah. they, then they signed Mark Ingram and he gets a couple carries here and there. He always puts up numbers. He's the reliable one, man. He stays healthy. He's out there. He's especially cold weather. I feel like he runs really hard. You know, if, if you're, as I said, if your nickname is Gus Bus, like you just, there's an association with the type of running that he does. And he does do this. And it's that time of the year. And man, the Ravens really needed a victory and he was a big part of it. So definitely uh, looking forward to watching him for this weekend. All right, guys, let's talk about these games rapid fire. I've got all of the lines on betonline.ag as of right now. We'll go through each one of them. You each have 30 seconds or less to talk about them. Uh, and we will start off with, do not forget, there are Saturday games, December 19th. Tomorrow, there are, get your lineup set. It is that time of the year where we are going to have football on. You should be used to this already because, quite frankly, we've had games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and it's been all over the place. So, if you forget, that's on you because you, you should be paying closer attention. Uh, the first one, Buffalo Bills on the road playing the Denver Broncos. The Bills are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Jake, who are you picking? I'm going to ride with the Bills, 31-23. I think they get it done. I also think this goes over. The Broncos' offense has been okay. They turn it over when they're trying to come back, but Drew Locke's going to keep slinging it. He's got that basketball mentality, that backyard mentality. They seem to be healthier in the receiving core. I don't think they're going to have a lot of success running it, even though you can run it on the Bills, because I just don't think they're going to be sustainable to do that. I think the Bills get up early. I think the Bills get it done pretty big here. Yeah, Josh Allen's playing at such a high level right now. I do think this is going to be a game that's going to be worth watching. I don't think this is going to be a blowout by any means. Denver's going to be is a really fascinating team because they're starting to really play some good defense. And when they get all of those pieces back next year, I think they're going to be an exciting team. Uh, but I, I do think Buffalo's still going to be able to win this game by at least a touchdown. All right, guys, moving on. Carolina going on the road to play the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are nine-point favorites at home. Jamie, you take this one first. It's high, but I'm going to lean to the Packers here. Uh, they have a lot to play for right now, which is so they don't have to leave home uh, until they have to get to the Super Bowl if they get that far. Uh, I, Carolina's got some pieces back. DJ Moore is going to play, but Christian McCaffrey is not. I don't think they're going to be able to be balanced. And if I'm going to end up being in a shootout of throwing arms and throwing prowess with Teddy Bridgewater or Aaron Rodgers, love Teddy, but you know who I'm going to pick there. I think the Packers have enough to get it done at home and cover the spread. Yeah, I agree. I got 33-23. I like the over here. I think the Carolina Panthers will be in this game for a while. Yes. Mike Davis is going to have a pretty good day running it. But Aaron Rodgers, that's the number one scoring offense in the league. They're putting up 31 a game. They're going to get to 30 
easy, I think, against this Panthers defense. I got him at 33. I could easily see him getting to 35. Like I said, I like the over, and I got the Packers getting this done. All right, guys, next one. Houston Texans going on the road to play the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts a touchdown favorite at home. Jake, you take this one first. Colts 30 to 21. Uh, this defense, I, I'm a believer. They're, they're getting it done. They just put pressure on the quarterback with four. They stopped the run pretty well, but their back end has been playing phenomenal. Sean Watson's limited on what Brandon Cooks will be back. David Johnson will be back, but I, I just don't have any faith with what's going on with them. I think the Colts get this done pretty easily, and I get, think they get some turnovers. Sean Watson's only had one in like since what, week nine, something like that. He's been playing really well. I just don't think they have enough to get it done. And their defense is awful. It's Indy, this Indianapolis offense has been really good the last, what, three or four weeks? Yeah, Jonathan Taylor and company are going to run right through this Houston defense. And they're just comp- – the demoralizing effect of not being able to even remotely stop the run is just going to is just going to wilt this Texans team. Sean Watson can do everything he can. It, the, t- the horses around him just aren't good enough. The Colts should be able to win this game and cover. Yeah, it's uh, gotten ugly for Deshaun. All right, the Detroit Lions going on the road to play against the Tennessee Titans. Obviously, Stafford not playing in this one. We talked about this one. Jamie, you really like Tennessee minus 11. You locked this one in, correct? I did. Uh, I don't. I know he got in a, li- a limited-ish practice today, but I do not expect Matthew Stafford to play in this game. Kenny Galladay might not play again this season. Uh, well, I think DeAndre Swift is a good, good play for fantasy. Uh, Detroit's too banged up in the secondary. They're too banged up offensively now. Tennessee's going to roll. Like th- this could be a very monster game for Derrick Henry. Like this could be a 200 yardish game. They can't stop the run anyway. Tennessee's going to score at will. I think. I think Derrick Henry gets 200 yards and puts himself up there in the MVP talk along with some of these other guys: Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh Allen. Nobody's run away with it yet. If he gets close to 2,000 and really gets a 2,000 yard season, which is still in his sights. Oh yeah, it's doable. Yeah, give me the uh, 35-20. I think if if the Lions had everybody, this would be fun because I think it would be a shootout. Yeah. By the way, their center has a broken throat. Yeah. And he's not out yet. He's still questionable. I There's so a many broken questions. throat. Yeah, so many questions. Offensive linemen are just built different, dude. Like, that is yeah. insane. Just tough. Just very, very Push tough. the game. And he's a really good player. Broken throat. throat. Yeah. So if he's out, the quarterback's out, Galladay's out, like it's going to be. It's just, it's just too many. It's just too yeah. many. Again, they're not good enough anyway. But like take all their top pieces like that, uh, no chance. Hopefully that's all next week when the Bucks play them too. Uh, all right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers going on the road to play the Atlanta Falcons. Speaking of, Jake will not make a pick. Jamie will. Jamie, Bucks minus six on the road at Atlanta. Bucks should win this. Uh, I, look, Atlanta's been playing better since the beginning of the year, but they're not playing great. We talked a lot in our show on Wednesday about Matt Ryan's struggles in recent weeks. No Julio Jones for this game. They don't even have a semblance of a running game that they could pretend to throw at Tampa Bay. Uh, I think the Bucks win this game and cover that spread. All right, next game, New England Patriots going on the road to play the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins are one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Patriots. Jake, you first. Are you taking the Finns at home? I'm riding with two in the fins, 27-20. That's my lock of the, one of my locks of the week. I love this. Look, we talked big about Belichick's r- record against rookie quarterbacks when he destroyed Herbert a couple weeks ago at 45-0. He wasn't playing this Dolphins defense. I don't see Cam and company doing anything. I, I, don't, I don't know that they can get to 20 unless Tua turns it over a bunch, which he hasn't been doing. I think they'll score some points, but their defense has been beyond dynamic. I think the, I think the Dolphins get this one done. I think it's – Really kind of a changing of the guard. They beat them late last year in New England with Fitz Magic. But this is now this young team with his defense healthy. I think they win pretty easily here. 
it's funny. The Patriots don't play well in Miami even when they're good. Uh, and now they're not very good. I just have no faith in New England's offense. I think that's what it comes down to. While Tua might struggle, while a lot of their top weapons, if Devontae Parker plays, if Jakeem Grant plays, if Mike Giusecki plays, are all banged up. But what is what is New England going to put up offensively? Like I just I just have no faith in that team right now against that defense. Uh, I'm, I'm going to take Miami to win this game by a touchdown. All right, guys. Seattle Seahawks going on the road to play the Washington football team. Jamie, you had initially liked this one with Alex Smith. Uh, obviously now no Alex Smith. The line's moved. It's six and a half in favor of Seattle. Uh, do you like this one? What are you thinking now with, with Dwayne Haskins playing? I'll probably switch back to the Seattle side here. Um, I just I, I don't know what I'm going to get from Haskins. He's flashed very, very, very briefly at very intermittent times. So I'm not ready to say he's going to just step up there and even do what Alex Smith has been able to do, which is basically lead a top 10 offense since he took over, is that stat I shared with you guys on our last show. Um, you know, look, this is a bad spot for Seattle. I think this this is an easy spot for them to lose, but I just don't have any faith in Haskins right now. Obviously, Gibson's not going to play again uh, this week. I, I'm going to go with Seattle here. They should have enough forces to get the job done, but I think this would have been a one-score game if Alex Smith was playing. I think it was going to be one of the games of the week, like a must-watch, old-school, December, just awesome game to watch. Coming across the country on grass, grass stains in December, overcast, but now Dwayne Haskins is a quarterback, and I don't like it near as much. If anybody can take advantage of a really good pass rush and run all over the place and kill you, it's Russell Wilson. Now, he hasn't done it like he's done it in the past, especially the last five or six weeks, but he still has the ability to do it. I have no faith in Dwayne Haskins in this offense, who have been top 10 since Alex Smith took over. Give me give me 24-17 Seahawks cover that and get it done and coming across the country. Look, they were 10-0 and in their last 10 East Coast starts until this year. Now they're 1-2. Yeah. and two. They got yep. a chance to write the ship, and they've got to keep pace here. Yeah, they they need a victory, that is for sure. All right, Jake, this was one of your locks of the week. That's Chicago Bears on the road, plus three against the Minnesota Vikings. Defend your pick. I'm assuming you're sticking with it. It was my underdog, not one of my locks. Under, but oh, I'm underdog, yep. Go to 24-23, but the Bears cover that. I don't really have a reason why, other than Trubisky hasn't played good against Mike Zimmer's defenses. I like Minnesota's weapons. I don't really have a feel like this easily could have been a stay away from me interdivisional. Uh, Nagy has owned the Vikings. It's one of the teams that they have absolutely killed. I just, I think they cover the three. I think it's a really, really close game. It all comes down to who turns it over and who doesn't. Uh, I'm going to go the other way here. Uh, And it's not what I expected to when I started the week, but now that Jalen Johnson may or may not play Buster screens already down. Dion Bush is down. That's a lot of members of that secondary to go down. Um, and I was initially going to lean to the Bears here, but now I think if they are that banged up in the secondary, the combination of Thielen and Jefferson should have a just enough game for them to win and cover here. But this is probably – this wasn't my stay away of the week, but it's become that now because of the Bears' injuries. Because I initially liked the Bears and the points, but they don't, ha- they don't have a trustworthy number. If Screen and Jalen Johnson don't play, somebody's being uncovered on that, on that Minnesota team. Like they don't have another corner that I trust. No, they do not. All right, Jacksonville going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens, a big favorite here, guys. 13-point favorite at home. Uh, Jamie, who are you taking? Take the Ravens here. Uh, I just uh, – they, they can run the ball at will uh, on this Jacksonville team. Well, they, they can throw it too if they want. Um, they're starting to feel themselves a little bit. I, I do worry a bit about a, a little bit of a letdown game. But I just think they have so much more talent than the team that they're playing that they should be able to roll in this matchup. So I'm going to take them to cover the 13-point spread. 
Yeah, I originally wrote down 30 to 20. I'm going to go 31 17. Baltimore gets it done and covers that. The more we talk about this, the more I know they're going to run it down their throat. This team is too well coached. This organization is too well run for really to have a letdown. Lamar is hungry. You saw that the other night when he showed up in the biggest moment of the season for them. I just can't imagine them having a letdown against Jacksonville, even though they know they're going to win it. They're just more talented all the way around. They got young, hungry players that want to keep pace and get in the playoffs. I mean, they lose. I mean, it's big for them that the Raiders lost last night. But if they lose, they got a chance to be an out. Yep. They got to they gotta keep pace in the AFC, that is for sure. All right, San Francisco on the road playing Dallas. San Francisco minus three. Jake, you first. Who are you picking? I'm going to go Niners 28-21. I think they're going to run it down their throat. This is kind of like we just talked about with Baltimore. I think San Francisco is going to run it at will. I love Kyle's ability to scheme it up. I also have Mostert plays. Those little dump-off screens, they run better than anybody. I think they're going to hit some big ones on this linebacking core who are running around all over the place for Dallas. And their defense – has been really, really good. I don't think Dallas is going to run it that well, but they only rush four. They play that little underneath zone. I don't think they're going to give up anything big. I don't like any of the Dallas receivers in this game. That's going to hurt some people in fantasy. I just, I think San Francisco gets this done and wins by a touchdown. It must be December because we're talking about teams running it down other teams' throats. Uh, and that's what's going to happen here. Like this Dallas defense is abysmal and they're a terrible run defense. And I don't care who Kyle Shanahan has to throw out there, he's going to get you 200 yards in this game on the ground. Uh, and they're going to be able to control the clock. They're not going to have to. They're not. I know no Debo Samuel, but honestly, Brandon Ayuk's the only weapon that they need when they're going to be able to run the ball this effectively. Uh, so I like the Niners as well. And I believe this was one of this Jake's second lock of the week. Yeah. Um, I, I'm almost there myself. I lo- I love the Niners this week to cover. All right, the biggest point spread of the weekend: the New York Jets. The New York Jets going on the road to play the LA Rams. The Rams are a 17 and a half point favorite at home. Good. Lord, that's a big point spread in the NFL. Jamie, who are you taking? I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I'll take the Rams because the Jets are just abysmal. But is that stat I talked to you about on the TDN against the spread show of why I like the under for this game in particular is that the Rams just don't score points at home. It just, it's just mm-hmm. not something they can do. And they might not have to score a lot. Like I don't think they have to get to 30 here. One, they haven't gotten above 24 at home all year. Two, they probably don't gonna have to get to 30 to even cover the spread. So... Uh, I'm going to take them, I guess, because I think that at this point the Jets are going to get you 10 points. Maybe they'll maybe they'll really have a big game and get you 13, but that's really all they're going to do at this point uh, against anybody that's not the Raiders. So uh, I guess I'll take the Rams here, but I, I'm not. Gonna, I don't bet spreads this high. Like I just, I just, I'm, I just don't do it. It's against, it's against my religion. But we pick them all. Give me the Rams too. I go 31-10. They score more than 24 at home. They're playing the Jets. They're going to get some turnovers. The defense has been rolling. Uh, I think they're going to have a lot of success running it as well. I think Cam Akers. <laughs> Big game for Cam Akers. RB1. All right, I mean, guys. He could be the difference in a bunch of fantasy playoffs. It's uh, 17 and a half seems ridiculous, but it is the Jets. All right, next game, Arizona Cardinals, a touchdown favorite at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, I shook my head when I saw this one just because I, I don't think the Cardinals deserve to be touchdown favorites. Jake, what are you thinking here? I think the Cardinals get it done, but I got 28-23 written down. I'm going to stick with that. I don't think they cover a touchdown. And this was five and a half. It went to seven. I, I just, I mean, this Philly defense is top five in pressures. And I, I talk about it for the last month that you put it on tape against the Cardinals, what to do to Kyler Murray now. And I think they have the ability to do that. Um, they rush four. Fletcher Cox is still a monster up the middle. Their, their secondary is still a little bit weak, but Kyler hasn't been throwing it great. They want to continue to run it. And this could be like the duel of the running quarterbacks. 
But people that have tried to run it on Arizona and consistently tried have had success. I think Philly's going to have success running the ball. I think they keep it close. Yeah, that's kind of where I settled. This was my stay away. Like this, I, I love fading rookie quarterbacks in their second start because I think they put some stuff on tape. But the Cardinals aren't exactly playing all that well either. I'll, I'll I'll take the Eagles in the points. I think seven was too many. I think I think we can all three of us can agree on that. Regardless of how this result of this game is, the Cardinals should not be seven point favorites right now. So uh, I think they win this game, but I'm going to take it to be under there. No way I'll get that free push if it is right on seven. All right, guys, last two here, two big ones, uh, especially this one between Kansas City and the New Orleans Saints, especially with Drew Brees back. Kansas City is a three point favorite on the road at New Orleans. This one's really interesting to me. Uh, Jake, you first. What's happening in this one? I think Kansas City rolls. They're averaging twelve over twelve points a game in their road road games. Their last this this year, they've been playing close games the last couple weeks. But this defense for the Saints was playing so good, just got destroyed last week. I just Patrick Mahomes against top five defenses. The numbers are insane. I think they get to thirty one, and I don't think the Saints can do the same. I think that's like thirty one twenty three. I, th- I think they oh, get it done big. Shows you what the books think about Drew Brees at the stage of his career. This line did not move when yeah. Cincinnati was a starter. Um, I- I'm going to go with the Chiefs here as well. I think last week was – you know, we talk on the show a lot about how valuable to really good teams losing – or excuse me, winning close or winning when you don't play well because at least you get to add to that win column and then you start to work back. That works for play- superstar players too. Patrick Holmes did not play well last week. No, he did and not. That, that was a very uncharacteristic like turnover fest from Mahomes. That looked like his, that looked like his college days. It looked like that looked like the Mahomes everybody thought he was going to be when he came out. I imagine he's going to be refocused, readjusted for this game, uh, and is going to have a big performance in store. And look, Minnesota, uh, New Orleans' offense. I, I just don't know what we get from Drew Brees. He's not a hundred percent. I don't know what he's going to be. He doesn't have Michael Thomas. He's not going to push the ball down the field because he can't, and he hasn't done it, and they won't let him because he can't. I just. I, I mean, and you're going to need some crazy heroic effort from that defense or from Alvin Kamara for this game to even be within the, the three-point spread. So uh, I think Kansas City wins. This is going to be very interesting because it's going to open up a lot of things in that top of that NFC picture uh, going into the final two weeks of the year. All right, guys, last one here. Cleveland on the road playing the New York Giants, six-and-a-half-point favorites against the Giants. Jamie, you first. What's happening? So James Bradbury was worth a point and a half, but Drew Brees was worth nothing. That's that's fun. Um, I'm going to go with the, the Cleveland here. They're rolling right now. Uh, the Giants are going to start either a hobbled quarterback or Colt McCoy. Not ideal scenario for them. They could be down three of their top five pieces in the secondary, including their best player on that side of the ball in James Bradbury. Uh, I just I don't think they can keep up with them as, as well as they have been playing. The injury bug is getting to them, and I don't think they're better than Cleveland even when fully healthy. So I'm going to take the Browns here. Yeah, COVID issues. Bradbury is their best player. He's worth a point and a half. I mean, they've got serious issues. They looked awful last week after winning four straight against the Cardinals team. I don't think it matters at all. I wrote an article for the draftnetwork.com on Freddie Kitchens now calling the plays against his old team and the familiarity. I have, I don't buy it whatsoever. I gave you four great reasons why it makes zero sense that there's this much hype around it other than people are just dying for storylines. Uh, I think the Browns roll. I, I still like them. I, I didn't they lost that game to the Baltimore Ravens who were beyond desperate in the division, but they were toe to toe. This is not the same Browns team that we've yeah. seen in the past lay an egg late in the year when they're okay. They're nine and four and by far the better team. I think they win by a touchdown plus. 
Yeah, it's interesting. The the I think people were just looking for Freddie Kitchens to give us quotes about Baker Mayfield. I think that's really that's really all they wanted to do. I've seen about fifteen of them come out uh, before this game, so I'm not not really all that interested in in what his dynamic is going to bring to the table. All right, guys, final thoughts here, and then we will wrap up the podcast. Jamie, you first. Well, first, I want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Mighty Swell, for this video here because I got a nice little. Christmas card in the mail from them yesterday uh, with a nice little package of another pack of Mighty Swells. So I was really excited, but I want to give them a shout out because that was very nice of them to send this card. Uh, they've been sponsoring this live video podcast that we've been doing on Fridays now to help answer all of your start, sit and question, start and sit questions live. Uh, hopefully you've been taking advantage of that and that you will take advantage of that these next couple weeks as well as we wrap up the end of the fantasy regular season. Uh, but my final, final thought there is I feel very fortunate that we have gotten to this point of the fantasy year and we haven't had many weather games. Like we, we had a little stretch there about four or five weeks ago where stuff was, the weather was turning, stuff was getting bad, not just in Cleveland where things were terrible, but we're now, we're now pretty deep in the year. And if you remember, we're a full week behind uh, where we were last year. Or excuse me, for, I guess, yeah, it's like a full week behind or four week ahead of where we were last season. Like the, this week last year was week 16. So mm-hmm. we're deeper in and we're going to be going into January for the end of the regular season. And we're not having a lot of these games impacted by weather, which is great news for overbetters. And it's great news for fantasy football players that don't have to sit star players because it's this like, what was it, the San Francisco Buffalo Blizzard game where they're all like, they had like three points in the first half last year or two years ago where they're just like sliding through the snow and we haven't had that. So it's been very fortunate that we might get through championship season without any major weather impacting it. As I cross my fingers, knowing like next week there'll be six weather games now that I said this, but uh, I've been very fortunate to have that because there's nothing worse. You could almost rather deal with injury, but there's nothing worse than going all season and having your best player become useless because of a weather report where they just happen to play in an outdoor stadium in a bad weather right at the time where a storm front comes through. So I'm fortunate that we have not had to deal with that so far in these playoff run. Jake, your final thoughts. I've got three. My first one is if you're like me and you lost two semifinals because you played Keenan Allen, I'm sorry, raise a mighty swell and drink the rest of your season down the freaking toilet. Uh, Second one, listen to my boy Jamie on the player props. We mentioned it yesterday on the Against the Spread show. Been on fire. Those will be coming out, what, tomorrow, Jamie? You put most of those out before the game start? Yeah, so they'll be out tomorrow. You'll they'll probably see uh, – I'll check after the show, see if they're up. But I already have three for Saturday on the Saturday slate, which will be up tonight no matter what. And then keep an eye on out for all the Sunday stuff. He's been on fire, so take advantage of that. Get your free money there. My last one is join us again at arians.rivalsmedia.com. Make your picks. Have some fun. Have a chance to win some awesome memorabilia. And this time of year, help donate to the Arians Family Foundation. We can use it. The kids that we sponsor, uh, that we take care of uh, in the foster care system at ariansfamilyfoundation.com could really, really use any support. So we appreciate that. Again, ariansrivalsmedia.com. And that's my final thoughts. Jake stole mine. I was going to tell everybody to go to arians.rivalsmedia.com. So that's the final thoughts here. I think everybody, uh, it's that time of the year. You can start, you know, really being, giving back and thinking about others and uh, many kids in the foster care system that need help. Uh, It's a great way to give back and uh, do something positive uh, to end the year 2020. Jamie, how can everybody follow you on social media? Follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter to see those player props go out and all my rankings, start sit, sneaky starts, all that and more just at jamieisner.com and at TDN Fantasy on Twitter. 
All right. Jake, how can everybody follow you? Jake B. Arians on Twitter and Arians NFL on Instagram. All right, guys, you can follow me at the underscore sports page with an I on Twitter and Instagram. Be sure to check out the rankings at thedraftnetwork.com and follow all of us at TDN Fantasy on both Twitter and Instagram. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.